Hello folks, welcome back to the What Are You All About podcast. I'm Elijah. It's been a little while since I've posted an episode and probably at least three or four months. I was doing a lot of things this summer. Um, I was working at a caravan park for four weeks and I was only using a brick phone so I'd very little contact with the outside world and it was amazing. Um, so there was that that happened. Um, yeah, there is a lot of stuff, but I am back and we're coming back strong. We've got a interview with vocalist of the band Taking the Head of Goliath, Jake Martin. So he talks about everything from how his faith started to how he explains Christian death metal to people who think it's an oxymoron to why shows are amazing and yeah we talk about all that jazz <laughs> and i'm excited to get back into it i've got an intro folks um it's it's done by a dear friend named matt who did the voiceover for it so thank you very much matt if you're listening and yeah folks let's get right back into this you're listening to the what are you all about podcast Hello folks, I'm Elijah. Today we have Jake Martin on the show. Jake, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing all right, yeah. This is like the first podcast I've done in about two and a half months, I think. So it's a bit of a test run for going back into it, but I'm excited. Yeah, it's cool cool to be with you, you know, so I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. So... As I start every podcast, we're going to start this off with the question, what are you all about? So, Jake, what are you all about? Oh, man, that's, that's <laughs> you know, I like to express myself. Um, I'm definitely all about doing that uh, freely, um, creating, you know, definitely mm-hmm. all about that. Um, you know, I love the people in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love God. Um I mean, I guess that's what I'm all about, you know? Yeah, so... Art. I mean, that, to break it down small, because yeah. we can really go on that, you know? That's asking to write an autobiography, you know? <laughs> Great question, though. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. So, art, people, and Jesus, basically. Yeah. Yes. So, what's your faith journey been like? Um, To be honest with you, my faith journey has been shaky Um, mm. the last... Um, I suppose nearly two years now, you know, and, and not to, um, you know, I don't know how far we want to dive down. It's pretty personal stuff. Um, like with a uh, marriage dissolving and stuff like that. Um, but it's been a little bit shaky. It it created a, um, a bit of a schism and I know that it's in my own heart towards God, not towards his love towards me. Mm Um, so, um, not as strong as it has been in the past, but absolutely not gone. So I'm, I'm in a season of um, heartache and struggle. Mm. Um, and I found myself um, just relying on like myself and, and read, like just finding it, you know, like, and I, and I understand, um, you know, that God is a healer and he wants, you know, I, I know where to go, but you know, it's like, I didn't even know me either anymore either i felt like so you know i just um you know I, i'll definitely ask for uh prayers from everybody mm-hmm. as we be praying about it um 
you know, I love God. I know he loves me. Um, but my worship time is, is strained. And I know that's in my own heart, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, I don't blame, you know, I don't blame him. I'm not necessarily mad at him, you know, for what happened, but like my heart to express it, um, it's it's just a strange place to be. I, I imagine mm-hmm. people that have gone through what I've gone through understand, and and I know God understands too. And and luckily, you know, for us, you know, God's time is His time. So you know, I'll learn what I learn and and get there in the process. So I will ask for prayers in that regard, though, for sure. Um, but one thing that's interesting about that too is like joining Broken Flesh during that season was very. Um, that just God, like, just that was him showing me, like, okay, I'm I'm putting you here, and and you're gonna get what you get from that because you know their songs, they're they're praising God all the way through, it, but a lot of it is like struggle and just like yeah, turmoil sure. and heartache and chaos and like God, why am I going through this? Why even, you know what I mean? But still mm-hmm. loving Him, you know, where taking the head of Goliath, you know, is more, you know, onward uh, Christian soldier, very victorious, yeah. you know, like. Um, in what I was saying there. So being able to express that, I know it's been really healing and those guys have been great for like having, you know, more detailed conversations about the, the whole thing and just, you know, lifting me up and, and being there for me along the way. So those guys are just great. Yeah. I think that's quite a healthy view to have on that situation. Um, how did your faith journey start in things? Were you like one of the kids who grew up in a Christian home or were you one of those people who like other people are like, I want that testimony or. Right. Yeah. So um, that's an interesting thing too. Um, you know, I had, um, I had experiences with Christian people as a, a kid, like my grandparents were very um, faith uh, driven people and had a beautiful relationship with Jesus, you know, that and wanted to share it. Um, and you know, oftentimes I'd end up at their house, sleep on over on Saturday night. So I'd get yeah. taken to church on Sunday mornings a lot, you know? Um, so I had that in my life. So I had the knowledge of it early on and then was just a total like anarchist, lunatic, criminal <laughs> kid. Like, so it was completely gone. Um, which kind of brought me my second, like big, um, faith, you know, introduction to Christian people and like the church and stuff like that. I was in a uh, group home called Teen Challenge. That was like a faith based mm-hmm. group home, um, and I just kind of went with the flow there. There was no hard transformation or anything like that. But you know, I, I gained knowledge, and I mean, there's seeds planted when I look back. You know what I mean through all that stuff. Um, and then eventually, I had ended up in church with uh, with uh, my ex wife actually uh, mm-hmm. before we were married, um, which was not something I would do. I just went for her. I didn't go there to um, like find anything or anything like that. Um, she encouraged me to go. Like my grandma wanted me to go as an adult. I was told her, no. she's like, she would like that. So why don't you just go? I'm like, all right, whatever. I'll just go to, you know, just be, do something nice for them too, you know? Yeah. And I went there and I heard like, I just got smashed by the Holy spirit. <laughs> it was, it was crazy, you know? And that really, made it real to me too because it's like i wasn't there like desperate looking for something you know like at the end of my rope or anything i was essentially being manipulative i guess towards them like (laughs) see i'm you know doing the right thing here you know you know like and then he just smashed me you know and Mm -hmm. um 
like my initial reaction to the the feeling of like love and forgiveness like that was to just run from it. Like when I was feeling it stir up in my heart, I'm like, I gotta get out of here. I can't, I, there's no way this is happening to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just, you know, um, you know, and I kind of mentioned how, it, I, you know, I was, um, uh, very nihilistic and, you know, I, I wasn't a Satan worshiper, but I like satanic philosophy and stuff like that when I was a teenager. So, I mean, I was really, really, you know, blasphemous and a, a strong opponent of God and stuff growing up. Mm. And, um, and I also had a lot of near death things happen a lot in those chaotic years and stuff. And like, as I was leaving, I just felt, I just was like, I it was just telling me, Hey, I loved you through all that. When you're mm-hmm. blame, when you're, you know, spitting on my name, when you're mocking me, I kept you alive here, 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 here. I loved you through all of it. You know? And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> it was unreal, man. It was unbelievable. So um my grand my grandfather ended up uh sorry <laughs> gonna get me emotional dude um but yeah then my grandfather led me to the lord that night with prayer and stuff so when i prayed you know so that was it was beautiful mm-hmm. thank you for stirring that back up with me too especially after what i just shared prior so that it's beautiful thank you yes that that's amazing i think like this summer um yeah, I've seen, like, the Holy Spirit transform, like, both myself and my mates, and it was just, like, absolutely amazing to see that, and it's always just, like, beautiful to see heart transformation, and um, I'm curious if there's any near-death experiences where, like, you see God in that looking back, if you don't mind sharing any, if you don't, that's fine. None. Um, I recall having um i no no in near death experience the near death experiences i've had um no i didn't um there's one more you know most of them were like you know in a car or in like a violent situation where things could have gotten much worse or like things like that um but one was a drug overdose that i yeah. expected to die from and i i just i kind of just felt like an old dog just going to lay down and die in the woods and there's that was it but then i woke up so all right i didn't die so it was great um but yeah i didn't see god then but i do recall those years of like just completely writing off the idea of even existence of any god much less you know jesus and the god of the bible mm-hmm. I, I remember having the thought and like a strong feeling creep into my head that he existed and that he loved me and that it was true, you know, and I'm just thinking, yeah, nah, you know, somebody told me that as a kid, you know, like, you know, now I'm just, I'm thinking about dying maybe. And now I'm getting worried and like, Oh no, but Oh God's there, you know, like, so I'm just, I just immediately dismiss it. But mm-hmm. looking back, I know that was the Lord knocking on my heart, you know, no doubt about it. So um, in that regard, yeah. He, he was definitely there and I definitely felt him in those times mm-hmm. just in my mind and in my thoughts you know and, and in my heart so yeah I didn't mean literally I meant like ways where like you'd be intervening but that's also a good answer so mm-hmm. yeah I my one near-death experience was I got myself stuck in a bog which is very funny and <laughs> whenever I tell my mates the story they're always say that I add more details and it was also like the beginning of lockdown so there was all these board emergency personnel who came out so my family watching saw like 
ambulances, fire trucks, the works coming in the direction of the bog I was stuck in. So that's my one. Wow. <laughs> it's it's a Incredible. very interesting event to say the least, but that's my one event. It w- I've learned to stay away from bogs now, but <laughs> 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 wow. So, yeah. Um, going into music and stuff, how did you get into death metal and things like that? Because that's not something that yeah. just magically happens. There's some sort of a process. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, death metal chooses you. You know what I mean? Because it, <laughs> it, yeah. it just does. You know what I mean? Like, you start walking down the metal road, you know, people either never start walking it or they stop along the way. But if, if you keep walking, you get to death metal and it's because it, you're just, you know, it's, it's a great question. It's like, and then doing it too. It's like, how do you just, it's just who you, you know, it's who you are. You hear it and you're like, yes. You know, <laughs> most people hear it and they're like, no, stop, <laughs> you know, but yeah, like, but for us that, that love it, I mean, it just resonates, you know, just the power of the, uh, you know, all the instruments, the vocals, the arrangements. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, it just captivated me immediately as a kid. Um, you know, but yeah, I walked down the, you know, ACDC, Guns N' Roses, <laughs> then you're listening to whatever, like Metallica, Megadeth, and then Pantera and Sepultura <laughs> and stuff like that. And then, you know, I heard, once I heard like Cannibal Corpse and like Malevolent Creation and stuff like that, I was like, all right, this is right. Yeah. Now we're, now we're here, you know? So <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, having that being a, you know, a young teenager discovering music in the nineties like that, it was just a beautiful time to come up and then into death metal too. Mm-hmm. So what age were you when you got into death metal and like, what about it resonates? Like, how do you explain that to someone who doesn't listen yeah, so to- I mean, I was probably, I'm guessing, I was probably twelve or something like that, maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean the, yeah, I mean it's just the desire for heavier and heavier stuff, you know, <laughs> like, and and there's something when you're a young metalhead too, especially you, it it really gives you this drive to just search out music, and I'm sure you and all your listeners totally can get that you it's you know people that listen to metal you're just a different type of music fan and there's like you know you're always looking for you know something new you're always on to share with your friends you know and and everyone's like that so yeah. you know you get a lot of musical knowledge you get a lot of suggestions and you know it's cool and you know you're for me, I was just searching for heavier and heavier and heavier constantly, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, that, you know, you, you want heavier and heavier metal, you, you know, the road ends at death metal, you know, it's just <laughs> the way it is. Yes, I. Yeah, I was about 12, you know, and I started grunting and, and growling, you know, and trying to be Chris Barnes and Glenn Beck and <laughs> stuff like that. When I, you know, I was still just, uh, you know. Yeah. Little goon, so, yeah. <laughs> Yes, I get you. I went from like, um, when I was 10, I discovered Striper and thought that was the heaviest thing ever. And then when I was 11, I got into Christian death metal and stuff. So things escalated very quickly. <laughs> nice. <laughs> cool. I think I started trying to do screaming vocals successfully when I was like 12, but 
with awesome. a lot. It takes years to develop. Um, I'm curious, do you remember like the first time you tried to do like growly, screamy vocals? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I'd be walking around just trying to, you know, grunt and growl and scream. I'd be making noises and there would annoy <laughs> people, you know, sometimes so I just kind of try to do it myself and in my room, you know, as a kid, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, you just go with a, you know, get your lyric book up <laughs> songs and just, you know, try your best to mimic it, you know, and then, you know, as you're hurting yourself and doing it wrong, <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff, like you just kind of figure out ways to, you know, make the sound that you're trying to, you know, do, which always hurts at first. And then once you can do it, then you can try to dial back the pain level that it causes <laughs> and just ease and, you know, be more comfortable with it and, and find the path to where you're not hurting yourself. And, you know, I know there's people that do vocal exercise and all those things and, and do things the right way. But yeah, for me, it's just like go balls to the wall, hurt yourself really bad, get what you want, and then just try to not hurt yourself from there and just kind of you know, and now I feel comfortable where I'm at now where I can do that and, and do all the things I want to do vocally and, and have control and do all those things that somebody probably could have taught me if mm -hmm. I if I did have lessons. But I always do things the hard way. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yes. Do you still blow out your voice anymore or is it fairly consistent? Um, no, I, the only times it ever happened, like I can be at practice and, and go for hours on it, okay. you know, like no problem. Um, the only time I'll get strained is when like monitors are really bad on stage. Uh, yeah. So like, I can't hear myself at all. And so then you just kind of over force everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you end up, you know, getting a blowout. I, I can still make, make it through a show. Um, and through the years I've, I've, um, been more confident in like when I have a bad monitor set up now. I'm more confident in myself. Like, okay, I'm just going to do this by feel. I don't have to hear myself. I know what I, what I do. Let me just feel it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I practice kind of um, with that in mind of, you know, what does this feel like while I'm doing it too? Because then when I'm on stage, I can kind of just go by feel and not hurt my voice when, when I have a bad monitor, but I'm always, you know, I'm always wanting to go louder where I can hear myself, especially <laughs> on stage. Cause you know, you're pumped and the adrenaline's yeah. gone. And so it's, it's a struggle, but, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember your first time doing vocals live and what that was like? Or oh man. Yeah. So like my first kind of bands I did were like garagey. Like it was just my friends and we'd like play keg parties, you know, like yeah. In I grew up in Wisconsin, so that's what Wisconsin kids do. You drink <laughs> beer and be big goons. But um yeah, so we just were playing garages and stuff like that. And I remember that being really cool. But like my first time in a in a venue with like a legit band and stuff like that, mm -hmm. I was, you know, maybe twenty one or something. 20, I don't, I don't, something like that. But it was awesome, you know. Like, um, and it's incredible too because you know even all these years later, you still get that feeling, you know, playing a show. You know, it's like you can't help but get that good, awesome, nervous energy. You know, <laughs> like not crippling nervousness, like you know, just that great pump, you know, that, yeah. that it provides and it's wild. And, um, and the thing about it too, is it goes by so fast. Like you go up there and do 40 <laughs> minutes and it's like, it's like a blur, you know, it, it's, it, so you're always kind of chasing that too, yeah. you know, it's kind of like its own sort of 
I guess, high to ch- that people chase after. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, there's so much work that goes into getting up there and just putting on, like, yeah. a 30-minute set or whatever. You know what I mean? And 30 minutes is a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. But then when it feels like a minute and 30 seconds <laughs> when your show's over, you're like, ah, let's go, you know? I want some more, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, just like a kid, you know? I, I still get that feeling just like a kid playing my first show, for sure. Yeah. I, that's great. I'm curious, um, you've probably been told this a lot that Christian death metal sounds like an oxymoron. How do you explain yeah. it to people um, when you hear that? Uh, in two ways. So in the first way, um, you know, because usually people will say it in two ways. Like one, like you're not, you shouldn't even be in the Christian, you know, like usually death metalers that say Christian metals and ox or death metals and oxymoron. They kind of dismiss that you know, that even a Christian message should be in metal mm-hmm. like that. You know what I mean? So that's one. And to those type of people, you know, like essentially, you know, like Colin, essentially like it's poser metal. Like th- this is for, this is evil music for evil people. Don't, <laughs> you know, you know, you, I'm sure you've heard that. And to me, I would just say, you know, the Christian death metal, we're more real to our concepts and our um, lyrics than death metal people are. It's like, well, for sure. I'm actually doing the stuff in my, you know, <laughs> what I write about, you know, are you really out there dismembering, you know, it's like, yeah, you're a, you're a mass murder poser, you know, like, but really, I mean, so if you want to break it down like that, or like, you know, just like, um, I mean, the theme of death is, um, you know, just as an overall philosophy and how I'd explain Christian death. And I would say the theme of death is extremely prevalent in Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's prevalent in ways that it's a beginning. Like when we die is the beginning of our time in eternity, you know? So like yeah. death is awesome to us. You know what I mean? It's not ju- the end and it's not just this grim blackness. Death is a beginning. Death is a beautiful, beautiful thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, we die to ourselves to love the Lord. You know, he, he died for our sins. Like death is a, is a huge, um, part of it, mm-hmm. but every time, um, it's expressing uh, a new beginning, you know, like being baptized, you're like going under, you're like going, it's like death. You're going to the grave and coming out new, you know, like it, there's so many beautiful yeah. examples, you know? So I would explain it that way. I mean, it's absolutely 100%. Um, makes sense to me and then as far as the sound because that's usually the next thing like, oh, it sounds like demons or sounds like this it's like you know whatever you know people like different stuff that's cool do you think it sounds that way whatever but for me um it's extremely technical so it's it's showing an amazing talent and it's the most powerful sounding music in the world you know what i mean and if, if god talks with thunder and you know the ways that he expresses his voice, you know, mm-hmm. then it seems appropriate that <laughs> we growl it out too. You know what I mean? Yes. For the people that growl, you know, mm-hmm. God made us this way. So we express ourselves this way, you know? Yeah, exactly. Simple as that. I had an epiphany moment recently where I realized um, that like part of the way that God designed me is that I enjoy this type of music as opposed to other people. And I was like, well, that's quite an interesting way of viewing it. But I hadn't thought about that till like a few weeks ago. And I was like, oh. Definitely. 
Definitely. You know, I mean, the body of Christ has lots of different parts, you know. And <laughs> yes. Somebody's got to be the armpit, and that's us Christian metalheads, right? <laughs> I would say, though, often, like, metalheads are a lot more um, laid back than people would expect in their own way. Like... Oh, 100%. Yeah. All you punk yeah. fans, maybe you're something else, but metalheads... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Like, metalheads are, like, often the people you don't expect or, like, people meet me and they're, like, I d- wouldn't expect you to like that. Obviously, I have dreadlocks now, so people expect it a bit more. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, see, and that's a beautiful thing, too, because we it, it does allow us the opportunity to, um, you know, if somebody's judgmental, even if they're not a jerk about it, but, you know, if somebody's judgmental about your dreadlocks or your T-shirt and, and then I'll, they're thinking, oh, boy, you know, what's up with them or whatever, and then you open the door and you smile and you say a kind of word. They're like, Whoa, you know, it's like, Oh, I just judged that guy. Like I shouldn't do that. You know what I mean? Like just some as simple as that, you know, it's like, we, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and you are going to find, and even secular metalheads, mm-hmm. you know, they're all exactly pretty sweet dudes mm-hmm. regardless too. You know what I mean? Just scary looking big beastly dudes. But um, yeah, I mean, I, it, it's great when you can kind of tear down a, a stereotype with, with a smile and, you know, for sure from a weirdo you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes what is interesting though is there's this um multi-color tie-dye hoodie that i have so there was one time where i was wearing that and these people walk up to me and they're like you look like a stoner do you have weed on you <laughs> <laughs> so that's a whole other scenario but you're out there false advertising <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> new evangelism technique look like a stoner then offer yeah. people the real high i've not done that but <laughs> great yeah that would be interesting to say <laughs> and maybe false advertising in its own way but <laughs> but yes i so and then i think the one other thing um about christian death metal is how do you find that it connects you to God? Because I think a lot of people are like, how could it do that? But I think I've experienced it, like connecting me to God. And yeah, how do you find? I mean, so like when you, I got to say, you're a really good interviewer too, because you've <laughs> stirred up a lot. I mean, you got me really reflecting on a lot of things. I really appreciate Thank that. Um, but it kind of ties back to what, you know, you asked me like, what, what makes it about you know it's like you love people you love art you love god it's like it kind of ties right back to that for me um because he's the creator he created all Mm -hmm. you know everything our minds are capable of thinking of he allowed that you know and so i mean he's the creator he created us he gave us the ability to create Mm -hmm. he's infinite and so so is you know what what we can create you know like he's the ultimate artist and he gave the, us the ability to create art, you know, and this is just our art form. It just is what it yeah. is. But when it, it comes back to, I mean, that's the connection of God is like, thank you, Lord, for like this, you know, this is an activity and an and a, and a artistic expression that brings my heart joy beyond belief. <laughs> and you've given this to me. So thank you, Lord. And now I'm going to, you know. And so with a band like Taking the Head of Goliath or, or Broken Flesh, then we get to express that lyrically too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then find community with with others and it you know yeah and it goes on and on and on you know it's beautiful yes i think a lot of people don't understand that like metal actually makes people like us happy like there was someone recently who asked me how do you protect your heart while listening to that i was like what do you mean and they're like how do you not get sad and things while listening to i was like it actually brings me a lot of joy shocker so (laughs) oh 100 100 yeah so yeah and i also understand how people could think how does that bring you joy because you know (laughs) there's other things in life where i look at and go cool i'm glad that makes you happy you know and it I'm happy seeing you happy, but I don't know how that brings, you know, that activity or interest brings you joy, but whatever, that's beautiful because he makes us all different. And, you know, that's part of the beauty of it all too, you know? Yes, for sure. So you said at the start that like one of the things you're all about is creative expression. Um, Obviously there would have been a point where you would have started writing lyrics and things. Um, Is there like any other expressions besides vocals that you have? Um, for creativity obviously like you're covered in tattoos too so there's that yeah so um you know i like to do art i like to draw i'm you know i was was better in high school than i am now but you know i can still rock some like you know chalk drawings that impress my kids and all the neighborhood kids like you won't believe you know i go rock on some cartoons i'm pretty good at that so I, i like that but i mean like i get to express um creativity and art too like through uh like merch designs and through different like mm-hmm. i like to be really hands-on with um stuff with the bands and with you know projects like that anything but you know i just kind of go conceptually and then find artists to work with and, and let people that are better suited with their talents bring what i have to life but i do like to be um a part of that so everything we've ever done for taking the head of goliath uh, in particular you know that's all you know, another ex- expression of, you know, artistic outlet for me too. Um, oh, it's dear. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I like to tinker on my guitar here and then, <laughs> but I'm terrible, you know, like, yeah. I don't do it justice and, you know, so um, that's, that's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah. Right, so when did you start writing lyrics and things? So I've always, um, I've always been a writer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I was writing songs before um, I was ever in bands or stuff like that. I was like to write poetry. I was um, like to write, you know, in, in school and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, now with bands, though, I always write to the music. Mm-hmm. So I, don't, I never write songs anymore. I'm just like, this is the song. I always let the, the song dictate how i'm gonna write it now so that's kind of a different thing with how i grew up to where i was or how i write now um but yeah i mean i've been writing songs since as far as i can remember you know yeah really i was there do you like remember when you started writing and enjoying it or yeah i mean when you can when you know, being in a band is is pretty awesome. And this is another one of those things that relates to, yeah, how it brings you joy in your heart and then you thank God for it. You know, it's like, um, and so I think back to even when I wasn't writing anything that was giving God any love, I could still think of the joy that I had and I'm happy that I had the ability. But yeah, like when you get a chance to um, take what you write and then have like musicians be like, all right, you can, 
you know musicians you respect you yeah. know like they play yeah. their instruments amazingly and they're like you're gonna be the guy that's gonna sing over this you know what i mean what an honor you know yeah. what i mean like it really is it's like okay you know so right then it's like wow you know somebody else appreciates this it's it's really cool you know and then and and then you get an opportunity to perform it in front of other people as a group um kind of is that same feeling too yeah but yeah right when you get to right when you get to add that to other people's art mm-hmm. that's when that first feeling of like joy and accomplishment just really being happy with what you're doing um on an ultimate level from it happens yeah yeah for sure so with taking the head of goliath and things um do you want to like what are some of your favorite lyrics that you've written and like what's the meaning behind it yeah i could let's see so um yeah a lot of them are um that ep is really um really personal you know um there's a lot of that's that's a really loaded question because that is a very personal record um yeah, yeah i feel like i should think about it for a minute um Go for it. i guess i would encourage so um audacity to inspire i think the best way to explain this would be just to just to give you and, and anyone listening an opportunity just like go check out the audacity to inspire lyric video mm-hmm. because that's a perfect way to reference some lyrics and feel it yeah you know what i mean uh, but that song is like kind of an anthem um for my heart mm-hmm. when it comes to fronting a band like that so um if you want to um, expand on that later on or whatever and, and, and talk about it, you know, but yeah, I would, I would do that, but I would encourage that video to just go ahead and speak for itself. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. That's kind of like, it's probably like the easiest way to digest death metal lyrics because often you're reading along and you're like, hold up, where are we at now? <laughs> so, and, just on a personal note, and this is kind of a weird thing about me, like I have the hardest time picking a favorite of anything because I, I'm just like over the top, like everything's my favorite. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I love this, I love that. Like I just, <laughs> if I like something, it's all my favorite, you know what I mean? And then if I have to like declare it, I feel like a pressure from that. You know what I mean? It's like, oh my, I feel like I'm dismissing everything else by, you know what I mean? Like, so that's tough, you know? Yeah. It's like one of my, if my kids were like, which one of us is your favorite? I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> i get you so like very adhd type of person is like oh yeah i mean i just feel the weight of it you know what i mean like it matters you know yeah (laughs) (laughs) yes so yes i'm curious like do you think of yourself as like an adhd type person or so i don't know probably i mean i've never like (laughs) been diagnosed or taken any any like anything like that for you know (laughs) drugs or medication um i think i'm just a creative person Mm -hmm. i think i'm an observant person i'm an opinionated person i'm you know what i mean so yeah i'm I'm, yeah i'm evaluating breaking things down if i'm bored i'm going off to the next thing i'm (laughs) you know i'm I'm a dreamer too you know so if you got all that going on in your brain and you know yeah i can bounce around for sure you know but (laughs) I don't think it's necessarily always a bad thing. I think it, sure. I think it's good, you know, if you can, you know, take all those uh, 
you know, all those different things and, and kind of corral them into one direction. I think it's a good thing, you know, for sure. But yeah, I probably am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I get you. Like, I don't, I'm not sure any of my, me and my siblings are like directly diagnosed as ADD or ADHD, but there's no way that like at least some of us are, I'm pretty sure I have ADHD. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, like first off, like one of the effects of it is that like your brain has a lower dopamine level, therefore you more seek out things that make you happy, okay. which like that kind of sounds like a bad thing, but I think it's probably led to me like searching for things that in the end have um, made me happier. Um, so I think that's one of the effects of it. I'm trying to think through what are they like low attention span is like, it is one, but it's like the least likely to be one. Most likely you just don't sleep enough. So that's why everyone thinks they're ADHD now, but yeah. So I have a low attention span to what bores me. Is there something wrong with that? I don't think there is. You exactly. know what I mean? It's like, if I'm bored, I'm, I'm gone. You know what I mean? It's like, you know what I mean? Otherwise, like, I have a great attention span to listen to you talk. <laughs> yes. Like, there's things that my brain's, like, really focused on. Like, metal is, like, something where... I can just focus on that for ages and there's things like if I'm reading a good book then I, I can just plow through that and then my mates are like, how? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but awesome. here we are. And I think it might have led to me like fighting for being healthier mentally than other people would. I don't know for sure, but there's things like I spent five weeks this summer only using a Nokia phone because... I didn't need a proper phone. So I was just like, nice. right, we're doing a detox and that. So that was interesting, but I really enjoyed it. Um, so, Good. yeah, that's my wee ADD words <laughs> coming out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So with taking the head of Goliath and things, how did that start? Um, so taking the head of Goliath, it started, um, this was, uh, it probably started about five years after I'd come to know Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, at that time I'd quit a couple of secular bands that I was in mm -hmm. and, uh, just kind of rode off into the sunset as far as metal, yeah. um, in general. Um, at that time too, it was kind of a sore spot for, I'm going into my new marriage at that time too, because like she had had to go, go through all like my metal head living, you know, <laughs> um, and it left a lot of scars. So I was just like, you know, what? Mm -hmm. I'm over it, you know, I'm new, you know, and I think a lot of that too, like, I think when you first become a Christian too, and you're a little baby Christian, you know, you kind of try to just be what you think a Christian is. Mm -hmm. and, and, and like you said, God made you who you are. Eventually God kind of goes hey yo you know that that stuff is cool you know just have me be first you know i made you that way so be you you know you are who you are because i made you who you are you know what i mean yeah just let it point to him you know it's so i um eventually we did come back into metal as a couple but you know we were just done with it um and and she kind of led that 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 way back into it you know with some things like um head's book and stuff like that you know um 
for corn or whatever, just a few different things. And then yeah. like for today and like a couple of bands that like she kind of got into I... I'm like, Oh cool. We're doing metal again. All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I found like a beta mess of flesh <laughs> and broken flesh and stuff like that. I'm like, all right, cool. Now we are, now we're on the zoom meeting cut out here. So we had to make a new one. You were saying, um, how you got into a bait and massive flesh and you're like, right now we're talking when it came to Christian metal and stuff. Mm-hmm. Your ADD didn't get you there. You remembered. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I love broken flesh and abated too. And it's crazy. Now they're like real, you know, really close friends and, and uh, in broken flesh. So that's bonkers. Uh, yeah. Back to, uh, but yeah, that, so I mean, you know, having a Christian metal outlet um, was awesome. And that was until I was, you know, I wasn't exposed to Christian metal until I was, I was probably 32 at that time. You know what I mean? So okay. it's, it's kind of crazy to think about. But uh, um, but then I had ran into my old drummer at like a friend's wedding and and he hadn't been doing anything musically for a while. And I, either and I um mm-hmm. we were at a, at a table just sitting there and he he asked me if i you know ever consider doing music again you know and i said yeah, i would but i would you know like i'm just all about jesus and if i was gonna do something i'd, I'd have to have it be you know like if i'm gonna express myself this is how i'm gonna exp- you know this is just what's in my heart and I, that's what i would express you know like mm-hmm. it's the only way i would really do it you know um and he wasn't a christian so but he's like dude if if that's what you want to do i'd be down dude I, he's like i know a guitar player you know that um he was in a band with before and that's nathan who's been taking the head of goliath um so the three of us started jamming and it was awesome and um um like then luke reno he saw us just on like a crummy like iphone video <laughs> that we had posted you know like you know, we just we were just trying to hold our Facebook page, like our band name on a Facebook page. You know, we were not, you know, we had no business like getting Luke's attention. You know what I mean? But he's like, man, I just, you know, he's right in our neck of the woods. And he's like, I've been waiting for, you know, Crimson had been on the shelf forever. And he's like, he just was like, out of, you know, you're going to have me do something. You know, he's like, maybe if there's a different path for me, God, then show me, you know, it's like it's been t- 10 years and all of a sudden here it had, the, you know, we came into his life or whatever, you know what I mean? He's like, Oh, I guess music is my thing. But yeah. So, um, you know, that drummer eventually uh, left, but uh, that's what taking the head of Goliath started. Yeah. And then of course we got Steve, um, you know, as a new drummer and he was in, in Thorn as well um, at the end of their run. So that, pretty great yeah for sure i believe your first show was one of for today's last shows how it was that... yes how did that happen and did you get to meet the guys and yeah yeah they're great um <laughs> uh my wife and i actually had met maddie prior to that too at like a convention or something that he was doing mm-hmm. um or uh, just a speaking engagement, which was cool. But um, yeah, we, we met all those guys. Um, yeah, it was awesome. So just don't, here's, here's the lesson here. Okay. For young, young people in bands, mm-hmm. just never be afraid to ask anything. Because right. I, I just was like, who's promoting this? I don't know the guy. <laughs> just gonna ask him, you know, why not? You know, it's like, just ask. Um, but uh, 
yeah he said yeah and we were on it you know like it's crazy <laughs> to have that be our first show um because so what makes it crazier yet though is, is he told me right away he's like yo there's every band wants this it's their last you know he's like we could probably work together in the future but i gotta give it to some of these guys who i've worked with a bunch of times and you know and he's like uh, you know um yeah but then he had actually it, this is kind of an interesting angle on it um <laughs> he ended up hitting me back and just going i love the way that you and your wife are loving each other like hmm. on facebook just like some random thing that he saw um and he's like you know i'm i'm a christian dude and like he just kind of picked up on a couple of things and he's like you know what i'm, I'm gonna go ahead and he's like i'm just gonna give you guys that show i mean i, I just feel like that's what i need to do you know so yeah. you know thank you anna she's awesome she she you know that's kind of a little bit of a thing we tease about you know it's like yeah we didn't get it because we anybody liked our music it's just you know so from some random lovey-dovey stuff <laughs> but that that's the story dude so you asked you got it <laughs> yes that's great pretty cool though yes what was the response like because you guys were like a death metal band that essentially like <laughs> a worship screamo show so yeah um it was well it was a really cool lineup um yeah i mean genre speaking you know we're we're the heaviest band but man i mean norma Jean was on it it was uh, a silent planet um that's wild <laughs> yeah silent planet rules uh and then my epic was on. so it was a really really cool show yeah. but yeah it was um like people came out early so i mean it was, mm -hmm. it was a sold out show um i think I think it was like 1200 at the venue or something like that. Something like that. But it was a big crowd, you know, like at mm -hmm. Soundcheck. It's like, holy cow, this is for real. And it was our first, <laughs> it was our first show, you know. But these people didn't know what to expect either, you know. And it's like, yeah, so to come out at, at a at a core show and just smash them with brutal death metal, like that they don't know who we are, like yeah. out of the gate was a really cool experience on it in itself, too. Um, because yeah. yeah, I mean, it was just like what is going on but it, it, they, it was well received you know um mm -hmm. but yeah that was that was a cool a cool experience for sure yes that sounds like an absolute musical roller coaster of a show right there yeah it was a great show it really was amazing yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> i got into christian metal like right as for today was ending and i think they like played a show in glasgow but I was 11, so, like, obviously... Oh, man. Like, I couldn't go to that. But if they came back, I would for sure... Well, if they were, like, in Scotland, maybe England, I would... Well, obviously, I <laughs> doubt they're coming back. But if they did, I'd be like, mm, I really want to see these guys live. Just because, like... I don't know. They've got, like, their own... It's, like, it's the peak of worship music for me, personally. Just, like... Other people are like, so what's your favorite worship music? I'm like, well, <laughs> you have got it, it, experiencing it too, you know, mm. being there in the room, you know, because worship really is, you know, when you're in community and worshiping, it is, you know, your your heart is doing backflips. It's like the atmosphere <laughs> is unbelievable because it's an atmosphere of not just people in a room, but hearts all burning mm. together, you know, it, and it's, a, it's an experience that's extremely, and you're, you're spot on like for today. Um, it really is a, a heart moving experience, you know, with God, you know, it's amazing. I, I really hope they come back. I think they will eventually. eventually. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I hope you have your opportunity and 
even if you have to go to England or some other place, it don't matter. But I hope you do get that chance because it sounds like you'd really appreciate it. And I think, I think you will. So maybe one day we'll talk about how awesome it was. Maybe we shall. Like, I for sure want to see convictions because they've rolled through Scotland twice and I could have seen them once. And then I realized afterwards that they came to Scotland and I was like, (laughs) oh man, but (laughs) hopefully they come again and I get to see them because that would be lit. And also if Wolves at the Gate comes because I actually met a guy on Sunday at a church I don't usually attend, but he had cool tattoos. So it was like, yo, I like your tattoos. And then he saw my convictions hoodie and he was like, yo, what bands do you listen to? So we found out that he liked Wolves at the Gate and was like, bro, that's amazing. Awesome. yeah, you'll see convictions. Those dudes are just relentlessly on tour. They're they're and they they rule. We played with them a few times. They're great dudes, and um, yeah, you'll definitely see them. Those guys are nonstop, man. <laughs> yes, I interviewed Zach, so it's like, yo, come to Scotland, pal. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Yes, hopefully he shall, and I'll drag all my mates to their show, whether they want to be there or not. But <laughs> oh, they'll 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 love it, man. Convictions is a they're an incredible live band. They rule. I love those guys. And, you know, and they're not even like, that's not like my go-to like genre either, Mm -hmm. but they're the cream of the crop in their genre. They put on an amazing show. Um, Yeah. Like they're, they're an awesome, passionate band that you, that you vibe too hard when you see them. So you can't help it. Anybody that sees them, if you're there to have fun, you're going to have an awesome time at their show because they just, they vibe, man. They're awesome. Mm -hmm. I love that band. Yeah, I'm curious. What's your favorite live show experience? Because you've probably been to like loads. So is there? Yeah, man. Like you said, like you don't like picking favorites, but is there like one that really stands out? Or yeah, favorites is tough for me. Um, Is there like like, a few? Or yeah, so I mean, there's one that it was it was watching them, but also having an opportunity to do just one song. Like this is so it's my favorite show because for two reasons you know one one the band the place the show and two i got to do one song with them at this place in this show which was just incredible because it was in mexico um (laughs) exoto fest which is on like a volcano and like you know south central mexico you're way up in the mountains but it's broken flesh so Mm -hmm. they rocked that i mean massive stage just tons of people they rocked that place um but yeah then this is kind of what got the ball rolling for performing with broken flesh too. So, I mean, it holds a sentimental place in my heart besides just being an incredible show, you know, the whole weekend, you know, the whole experience, not just, but uh, so many reasons to make this awesome. But uh, yeah, I got to do one, one song with them, uh, but then just being able to watch their set twice in, you know, (laughs) in Mexico like that. And, and the people there love them. It's Mm -hmm. crazy. Like the, like, so it was just a great, great, awesome show. Awesome band, awesome crowd, awesome place. I mean, yeah. So that's an easy favorite for me. That, that's one of my most, um, that is is my most cherished musical memory on, on just about every level. Yeah. Yeah. That, that sounds absolutely epic. But, but I'll tell you another one that was really cool. In the um, Crimson Moonlight played Audio Feed a couple of years ago. Okay. And it was unbelievable, man. Like, <laughs> oh, man, that was really, that was a really, really cool show. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like, 
you know, you're just in the atmosphere, like something special is happening here. You know what I mean? Mm. So that one, that's a recent one that really resonated with me strong too. Yeah. Crimson Moonlight is an interesting one because you listen to them and you wonder how the drummer's arms don't fall off. It's just, (laughs) it's insane. But wow, they really like, yeah, they just command, I mean, your attention live. It's just, it was just Mm -hmm. like, wow. It was incredible. Yeah, I bet. I think now that I'm getting older and can, like, actually go over to Europe and stuff, hopefully I'll be able to, like, see bands like that at some point because there's a decent amount of Christian metal bands in Europe, like Panto Crater and Crimson Moonlight and all that. So be pretty lit to see those guys. Yeah, my other live experience and, you know, the Lord can just cover his eyes and, you know, for this one. I'm sorry, but, like, I never miss an opportunity to see Guar, man. Like, that's a live experience like no other, and I, I don't care, man. I'm a Guar. I'm a Guar guy. They're ingrained into my entire, like, you know, since a kid. Like, the shows are just too bonkers, you know what I mean? Just, it's, you know, if you can have fun in that atmosphere, you know, and kind of just let things fall where they, you know, just don't think too much about it and just go, what is going on here, man? <laughs> Guar's wild, dude. Guar's right. wild. So I, I am a, I'm a, I'm a big time sucker for Guar and their live experience, man. I, and I ain't afraid to admit it either. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So what's their life experience like? Just chaos, man. I mean, it's, you know, there's spraying blood everywhere. I mean, it's, oh wow. you know, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a fen- it's a, uh, offensive, it's obscene, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a gigantic joke. It, you know, it's extremely mm-hmm. clever, you know, in their very disgusting ways, but I mean, the, <laughs> the crowd interact, you know, the costuming is massive. Mm-hmm. The, uh, you know, you walk out of there just covered in all sorts of, you know, they're, you know, spraying stuff all over, you know, like fire hoses, you know, <laughs> with fake blood and all that kind of stuff. So you're, you are, everybody's just soaked. It's an experience, you know? <laughs> sure sounds like it. I think honestly, if there were fire hoses at every show, I would not mind because it, well, the only metal show I've been to is a day to remember, but man did get, get warm in there. It was a great show, but it was like, whew, this place is roasting. I think it down like two or three cups of water halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, your skin will be like pink and stuff too. So, I mean, it's not, you know, it'll keep you, it'll keep you wet, but yeah, you get a, you're dealing with it for a couple of days, like around your cuticles and stuff. You're like, ah, choir blood still, you know? So it's, but it is interesting. It's a definitely an interesting show. Yes. That most definitely sounds like an experience <laughs> of a show. Like you're living with that with you for a few days, but. <laughs> well. Yeah, that'd be very interesting. <laughs> like, at a day to remember, probably my favorite thing that they did was they just chucked to- toilet rolls into the crowd and then, like, everyone instantly l- knew what to do. They just, like, chucked them about and it was beautiful. Awesome. Yes. I love that. Yeah, that was, like, so cheap, but so much crowd... I didn't know what was, word, but crab was this patient. Was this uh, before or after COVID? Um, this was after, so 
there's base. Cool, and it's like a celebration. Yeah. It's like we got enough toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. We can throw it everywhere now. Yes. <laughs> After people are hoarding it a year ago, prior or whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's one way to think about it for sure. They played it well um, during the song. All signs point to Lauderdale, which I don't know if you know that one, but just like uh, I hate this. It's like a really upbeat, but like I hate this town song. So it's mm-hmm. probably like the most pop punk thing ever. So cool. <laughs> but yes, that was a wild show because I got to drag like one of my non-metalhead friends to it. Though he absolutely loved it. Like this second mosh pit that opened up, we're like, we're going. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing about metal too, is, you know, you can pop in a CD or, or like play somebody a song and they're just like, okay, whatever. But when you get an opportunity to like bring somebody to a show and they're like, all right, I'm going to be here. I'm at least going to check this out instead of giving it three seconds. Just be like, all right, no, you know what I mean? (laughs) Then they start soaking in that atmosphere and that community and like, and, and everybody's joy and, and the the power of the live performance and stuff. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, that story you've told, I've seen so many times, just like, wow, you know, like that was pretty cool, man. You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, so Yeah being able to bring a, a non-metalist and buddy to a to a show and have them enjoy it man kudos good for you it's a beautiful <laughs> thing and a great feeling you know yes i and then like he saw a, um imagine dragons like fairly recently which like he was really looking forward to that and spent like a fair bit of money on it but he was like a day to remember was still better so it's like yes. yeah cool Yes, I'm curious, how would you explain, like, the culture of metal? Because obviously, like, there's the music itself, but then, like, the live experience is very integral to it, which isn't the same as much for other genres. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so, metal just has a community, you know? There, There's mm-hmm. a it's it's just different and it's unspoken it's a it's it's beautiful yeah it's just like because you know it like you see somebody and like the guy you saw at church you know like if he had a day to remember on or like you know (laughs) like you can just be like boom all right kindred spirit band you know what i mean like you don't know nothing about somebody and you're just like well there's my dude you know what i mean like (laughs) and and then boom you're just like this so like when you get 200 people like that where you're just kind of walking around and you know you might run into one other metalhead randomly somewhere a month or something maybe and all of a sudden all you goons are in one room it's like yeah it's great you know you're everyone's heart's happy it is it's a feeling it's a vibe it's it yeah it's awesome and it's just that quick you know it's it's a special thing you know mm-hmm. that metalheads have for sure yeah, yeah. I, Yes, like whenever anyone like shows interest in metal, that like instantly makes me so mm-hmm. happy. And then like when you meet a fellow metalhead, it's like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yes, like I was at this homeschool week thing um last year, and there was this dad where he saw my War of Ages shirt, and he was like, "Is that a Christian metal band?" And he was like, "Yeah." So like eventually we got talking to like how worship music could learn from death metal and stuff, and it was like. <laughs> legendary yeah that's great so that's mm. kind of how how music brings people together especially metal though so 
I agree, especially metal for sure. Yes. So gonna wrap things up here, but I've got like three last questions for you. Sure. So one is one that I want to start asking everyone and what that's what's something that's been bringing you joy recently? Oh man. Um, so my kids have been bringing me an immense amount of joy this summer. Um, I, um, uh, I'd got laid off actually. Mm-hmm. And I just decided that I was going to just like, instead of going and getting a new job is just for a few months, which is going to be ending here soon. Like, you know what? I'm just going to take it. I'm 41 years old and I just got to have a summer vacation with my kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, I'm just going to take it. You know what I mean? If, I, if I'm guaranteed <laughs> to come back, then I'm, then I'll just, I'll take, you know, I'll take my time yeah. off and, and enjoy this experience with them. Um, so I've been, you know, the days, you know, the time that I have them has just been all kids. And then I've been doing a lot of traveling too, um, yeah. with my summer vacation layoff. So, um, just did some random road trips and I've played some shows. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, being with the, the kids have brought me, a, it's just mm-hmm. been a really cool, um, unique, um, opportunity that I definitely made the most of. And I'm very happy to have had. That's amazing. Yeah. Yes. So the other two questions are, um, what can people be praying for you and what do you want to plug? Um, so people can be praying just for, um, any walls that I put up in my heart to just crumble mm-hmm. for me to, um, you know, cause I, I have my, my trust was broken. I'll just leave it at that. And, I, you know, just having broken trust in my heart, it is affecting my trust towards God. If I'm going to be honest, which I know is absurd. So, um, but I have to get past my own emotions and my own, mm-hmm. uh, uh, self protection from something completely different than him. So prayer yeah. for that because saying it out loud, it sounds so easy, right? <laughs> but the struggle's real, you know, in the heart, you know, um, yeah. and it's not by choice or anything. So that would definitely be my prayer. Um, I know that's a very personal pray for me prayer, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's a real thing. And I think that yeah. it's worth addressing since I brought it up earlier. Um, yes, I appreciate but, um, your honesty in that. Yeah. I, and thank you for asking. And and this interview really helped with that. You know, it's like, okay, you just, I'm confronting it. I'm talking about it. I I'm looking at a person that cares and, and I appreciate it. You know what I mean? So Thank you. I, that's great. Um, I'm sorry, but what was the last one? Uh, yes. What do you want? <laughs> There's to my IDD. Oh, no, I want to plug. Um, yeah. So, um, right now there, there's two things. So right now, um, taking the head of Goliath has, um, I don't know when this is going to air either, but taking the head of Goliath has a pre-order teacher that's up for like another eight days. Mm-hmm. um so that's available um I'll, I'll send you the link or something i suppose um if you want to share it that way um otherwise it's on our big cartel or check our social there'll be a link um and then uh broken flesh is having a um our a live dvd and album will be coming out soon Yo. Uh, um that was from um the show that i officially joined the band um so that'll be happening soon through uh, through Rottweiler Records too. So, um, so that's that's a plug for something on the way, not necessarily yes. necessarily something yeah. here, but yeah, you, you can expect that. And we're writing new material, no. and we're gonna be we're gonna be swinging hard, you know. So, 
very excited yes. for that. Keep your eye on Broken Flash. Yeah. Yes, Jake. Thank you so much for coming on. This has been a blast. It really has. Thank you. You're welcome. See you. And maybe one day you'll come to Scotland and we'll actually meet. I hope so. Man, yeah. much love for you, dude. This is yes. great. Bye for now. All right. Take care. If you've listened to the end of that episode, thank you so much. Um, I've never seen someone smile so much during an episode. So Jake was a very upbeat, happy guy. And maybe we'll get some competition for that someday. But yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Um, Either if like sending a friend a text saying, yo, this is a pretty all right podcast or however you want to put it or like sharing on social media. Anything helps at this point because this podcast is tiny, but thank you so much for listening and I'll see you guys in the next episode. I shall be aiming to put out episodes weekly now that I'm back and yes, yeah, see you guys.